And welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Phoenix. We're the Turntable Teachers. This class is officially back in session. Here for another round of Massachusetts Music Review, Volume 2. Again, a rebranding of what we used to call Boston Artists Review, which usually just included me, and then the last few of those included Sam. And then, of course, if you've been you know, a fan of our podcast for the last six months to a year, we've had uh, Phoenix Rios, our new co-host, and he is a, also a, a Massachusetts artist, and he's going to be coming on here talking about these songs as we continue to just talk about music. We talked about national uh, music as well. We did uh, two volumes of new singles review on the national stage, too, so... You know, we're just we're just in here talking music, man, and uh, yes, I'm excited sir. Resting yeah. down the doors for Western Mass, also. Yeah, last episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed last episode. Had a lot of Western Mass, although you know, I think, and that's I think another reason why we rebranded it, starting to call it Massachusetts music because Boston sort of I think alienates just to Boston, right? And right. you think you know, I know Boston is the city in Massachusetts, but not everyone's from Boston. It's just the reality of the situation. Right. So. Uh, obviously that's where a lot of, you know, the shows are, although I, there's, 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 uh, there's venues, a lot of places, man. There's venues for certainly yeah. in, in Western mass, central mass for sure. Like Worcester and things of that nature. So, and that's uh, how it goes with the big city in the, in your state, the big city ends up getting a lot of the, the shine and the mm-hmm. praise or gets attributed to like what the sound and the scene sounds like over there in your state. But Massachusetts, we got a lot of tough stuff going on all from each side of the each side of the state. So I'm glad that we're getting we're doing this wider, broader. And I'm also just hyped that it means we can talk about a lot more different kinds of Massachusetts artists that aren't even necessarily anywhere near Boston. You know what I mean? Exactly. The sound is different. The sound is diverse. Exactly, man. And, and on the last episode, we had a nice, I think, great uh, versatile and diverse uh, section of songs there. I think we have another crop of songs today that is going to be just as diverse and in, in, uh, in sound and artist and things of that nature. So I'm I'm thrilled to, to start this. Of course, uh, before we get going, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, also make sure you subscribe there as well. And uh, follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram. And of course, on YouTube too, especially if you're watching on YouTube. Drop us a comment, right? Let us know. Get in, get in on the conversation. Talk even, to us. Yeah, because even Phoenix and I were talking about this off air. Like, you know, we don't want it to seem like, you know, our opinions are the end all be all on these songs. That is not the not the goal of this. The goal is to give some notoriety to these artists, have some people talking about their music and starting that conversation. So if you disagree with us 1000%, let us know. I mean, respectfully, of course, but let us know in the comments if you agree or if you have a uh, maybe a thought about the song that we didn't maybe pick up on or talk about. Let us know in the comments section. That's what, kind of what this is all about. We want to talk about and create a community around talking about these artists and Massachusetts music as a whole. So in in order to do that, you know, we have to open up the dialogue. Of course, we're not going to love everything. We might have some criticisms or, or constructive criticisms on some things. But again, it's just this is this is just our opinion. So we definitely want to hear from you guys. And, and of course, before we start to shout out to all the artists that we're going to talk about that we talked about last episode, too. Uh, you know, you guys are making art f- to be out there, to be consumed and, and critiqued, and, and we appreciate that. Uh, and trying to you know do right by the Massachusetts scene. So, 
uh you know yes, i'm excited sir. i'm excited to keep this going and phoenix if uh if you're ready uh we can jump into the first song hey brother i'm ready i'm ready freddy let's do let's it let's get into it man let's do it so first artist here uh if you've been a or first two artists i should say if you've been a fan of the show for a while uh you've definitely heard these guys they've both come on the podcast twice now uh, both have come on for their own guest speaker episode and an album analysis episode uh, that they both came on towards the end of 2020. Of course, I'm talking about Washi and Cameron Iandolo with their new single, Cold Love. I've been caught up in that cold love, cold love better than no love. I pray to God that he can keep me above because I've been caught up in that cold love. I also wrote a full-length article, actually a couple songs on this episode I wrote full-length articles for. This one happens to be on Boston Hassle, so I'll link that in the description if anyone wants to actually check out that article. Uh, you know, been doing a little bit of writing here and there. So anyway, uh, Massachusetts hip-hop artists Washi and Cameron Iandolo. Washi's originally from New York, but has since resided in Massachusetts for a number of years. Cameron Iandolo, originally from Malden, Massachusetts stylistically definitely not a match in what i would consider um i never would have thought that they would actually do a song together and they they joke around they say that i quote unquote fathered this song so this is kind of my baby too in a little bit a little bit of a sense uh for me because i because I, I have kind of a personal attachment to it since i'm close with both these guys i don't want that to bias my opinion on this song but <laughs> overall i'll start here and just say that i was pleasantly surprised uh and pleasantly surprised enough to write something about it i felt passionate enough to write about this song um you know because washi typically does more like you know almost like i would consider like rap pop me harmonic melodies it's more like his style right and then cameron iandolo is more in just like of the traditional hip-hop a little bit uh technique he's a little more gritty with it um and again el there's elements of this song that in terms of the instrumental uh that i think suit them both i i think it obviously uh, this song Features a heavy 808, uh, you know, blended with a lush piano sample and highlights some dark melancholy undertones. Um, I really like Washi's melodic auto-tuned croons. I almost, there's part of me that feels it's a little bit too much on the auto-tune side. I almost sometimes wish he would dial back on that just a tad. Um, but I think it fits in, in terms of, of the style with the song. And then I, and Cameron has really nice, uh, aggressive double-time flows on his, on his uh, side of the song. And uh, so that's really where I'll start with this. And I'll get into more like the deeper, uh, you know, sentimental sides of like what cold love really means. But before I do that, I definitely would love to hear uh, your initial thoughts when you when you heard cold love. Yeah. So uh, cold love, Washi, Cameron, I and Dolo. We had I remember uh, you had included Washi on our your top 20 Massachusetts singles, right? For Cameron was too. They, they both were actually Cameron as they, well. They both made it. Yeah. Yeah. They both made a song uh, on there. Uh, Cameron's. Right. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I will say this too. Uh, those, both those songs, I definitely like a lot more than this one. I think this one's just like a, um, it, it's definitely deep. It's dark, but I felt, I find more replayability with um, even still um, growing pains from, from Washi that was really high on my list last year. And then of course, um, Cameron I and Dolo's In My Head, which funny though, because, you know, if you hit listen to In My Head, and then Cold Love, the styles really fit very nicely. Uh, and, and it's kind of interesting because Cam hasn't really done a lot of this type of music in the past, if you hear like some of his older stuff. So it's very interesting that he's sort of been able to show his versatility a little bit uh, stylistically. But 
anyway so yes yeah, so those you're right those two songs didn't in fact make my make my list from last year yeah and that's what put me on to washi and both cameron i and dolo um and i really i really did uh enjoy growing pains um that was very very memorable for me from washi um and you know you kind of went on this whole bit saying that you fathered this this is kind of your baby or a product that's a collab kind of product of you maybe networking and stuff that's really cool man but i guess you're kind of at fault for this as well uh i gotta be honest man i like washi stuff and i like cameron i and dolo this one to me wasn't it. It, it uh, That's I, you know, and again, like we said, we had a disclaimer about all of our constructive criticisms, and I hope Washi and Cameron Iandolo can both understand that this is just me judging this single song. Um, and like I've said, I already gave my compliments to kind of you know lighten this up, <laughs> but uh, the Jordan Peterson opening little intro bit. That was funny. I think anybody who knows Jordan Peterson understands he's a polarizing person. And I, I think that initially was, I was wondering where this was going to go. And, and it was interesting to say the least, but I do have my own feelings separate from Jordan Peterson. But I can't hold you guys. You know, I can't hold a wash here, Cameron Iandolo, if I don't know how much they know about him or if maybe just that excerpt was kind of fit the vision for this. Um, but you kind of already spoke about the auto tune, I guess, kind of just going from the beginning of the song. Uh, when I heard the auto tune on Washi's voice, I thought it was a little too much. I thought it was a little exaggerated. And, uh, to be quite honest, I I felt like it already at the beginning of the song highlighted to me that the, the, the auto tune was a little much, but the mix didn't sound very clear or very crisp. Uh, I felt like the the auto tune kind of was distorting Washi's voice in a weird way, and and kind of was uh you know the auto tune was registering on certain lines and bars that maybe didn't need that auto tune effect. Um, but I do think throughout the verse it was kind of just heavy handed in general. Um, and I felt like uh you know there are some lyrics that that Washi had while he was getting in his rapping bag which again I'm not familiar with him rapping so that was that was interesting and I I like at least this feels like maybe he's uh you know kind of dipping into different kinds of sounds and but again I'm not familiar with his whole catalog but I did like Growing Pains and I kind of judged him as a R&B-ish kind of melodic artist before this so this is the first time I heard him spin I, I, I got to say, I'm trying to keep it a buck. You know what I mean? I'm trying to keep it a buck, so I hope this does not ruin any potential relationships for me to have a washy song because, boy, I would love that. <laughs> but I thought the rapping, man, it wasn't necessarily, at least on this cut, wasn't the strongest um, from either of my, my brothers on this track right now. Uh, uh, washy had some funny lyrics that... I think these lyrics are actually memorable and funny when it the situation and the theme of the whole song wasn't necessarily supposed to be lighthearted. Obviously, it was uh, Cold Love. Mm-hmm. Um, just off that title alone, you can assume that the, the uh, song is supposed to be dark and what it's about. And the beat did fit that scenario as well. I thought the purchase the drone angle line, that one is... Uh, and, uh, the, and honestly after his verse and it and it going back into the hook the the mix stood out again to me as something that just wasn't sitting right it didn't it didn't feel like uh whether it was the vocals 
uh, kind of sitting above the beat instead of like within the beat, mm-hmm. uh, or just the the exaggerated effects to it that you know exaggerated to the point where I felt like it came off just very artificial. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, and obviously, granted, it's auto tune, and that's kind of uh, the gist of that, but. As we know, like auto tune can be used very, very. You can use it sparingly and completely change the feel of a track with it. And obviously, there are artists that use it very, very heavily. Um, but it kind of goes with their voice and it fits a certain thing they're going for. And I didn't quite land for me on this track. And uh, when Cameron's verse came in, Cameron Iandola's verse came in, I thought that also sounded uh the mix sounded really rough i thought it sounded breathy um and again kind of stood above the mix and it i've i'm assuming they you know it's a pandemic so i'm assuming they didn't necessarily record this together i don't believe it also right but it, it the his verse just also had like dramatically a different dynamic than what washi's vocals sounded like and again i both think that they didn't it didn't really get mixed very well and i don't know who mixed it so if if washi also mixed this i'm i'm sorry i apologize he did Uh, but but again these are all constructive criticisms and i've heard good showings from both of these artists in other places so this uh by no means is gonna influence the way i feel about them as a complete artist and whether or not i'm gonna listen to the next track um like that's a foregone conclusion i'm definitely still gonna come back and listen to their next stuff um but i i did i did like the way cameron picked up you know switched up the flows at certain points um mm. definitely like you were saying had some double time like little triplet kind of flows here and there and uh that that was a good change of pace um but i think for me personally the the mix the effects kind of uh took away from all of it and i i wasn't so I wasn't uh, really captivated by all of the lyrics at most of the times, and I, I thought the uh, the chorus was overall just a little a little weak. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be honest, um, but that's fine. Again, yeah, this is nothing. It's, to this isn't me. It's your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna deflect and put this back on the mic as <laughs> soon as I can. <laughs> well, okay. So just just a couple caveats. I mean, I. One, I also agree. This isn't my favorite. I've I've heard from either of them. I do now. I do enjoy the song. I know it's a little bit. Of, I have a little bit of bias in it as well. But I I definitely do enjoy the song for sure. Um, but is it my favorite of theirs? Definitely not. I would I would definitely say that. And what I have heard from both of them, what they have in the vault, uh, is far superior quality to this. So like both the things mm-hmm. they have in the vault like are. Like Cam's got some crazy shit. And I've already shit. heard cuts. I've heard cuts that I've enjoyed way more than this, definitely. Yeah, no doubt. So that at least, you know, like, I, so I, I'm glad at least you said that, like, you know, that, you know, this is not a reflection on either of them as an artist and things like that. And just because you don't like it doesn't mean that other people won't when they hear it. And of course, like I said, I actually just, I genuinely do enjoy the track. Some of your points I do agree with in a sense. I do see um, now, now looking back on it. Maybe there are some uh, instances where the mix wasn't as uh, clean as it could have been. Maybe that was the point. I don't know, or maybe not. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that, um, like you said, 
it, they didn't record it together. So that's just, it's, it's kind of a different, uh, difficult thing if you're not recording it together. But, um, in that sense, it can be, can be difficult at times, or especially if you're not, you know, sending out to get engineered, but typically, you know, Washi does all his engineering himself. So like on his last EP, he did his all, you know, he did all the engineering on that. And I thought that came out really great. So it's not like, damn it. I had a feeling he did, yeah. you know, yeah. I, <laughs> he, he could typically, he's, he's, I mean, he's a self-taught engineer and, and right and more power to him. I think that that's amazing that, you know, people are actually picking up skills, especially during this pandemic time, you know what I mean? Like picking up skills Definitely. that they can u- utilize and things like that. So not trying to outsource everything because that can get expensive. But, you know, overall, like for me, I think there's there's definitely a roughness to this song. But I, I thought that was kind of the point, in essence, because of sort of the roughness of the actual like uh, content in it, because I obviously, you know, I wrote about it, too. I wrote about, you know, how Washi talks a little bit about, you know, uh, how people can maybe appear supportive on the surface. But then behind closed doors, they're sort of passing judgment and you know, reflecting jealousy and things of that nature, sort of like they both kind of give their own meaning of what cold love is to them. And then Cam sort of focuses more or less on like his journey as an artist, sort of claiming that people like didn't support his come up. And those are the same people that now act like his closest friend, uh, fans and friends, because like he's receiving some recognition and shine. He just had a song with Jaron Benton. So like now all of a sudden people are kind of coming back around being like, Oh, yo, Cam, you're sick. You know what I mean? When in reality, like maybe they haven't been riding with him, forever so i kind of liked the sentiments um that they were discussing in the in the track so maybe in but again i I, not my favorite of theirs for sure but i definitely saw some value in it again there's a little bit of bias there i'll be curious to hear what people have to say uh, about this song and the reception how they feel um but once again again take our opinions with a with a grain of salt clearly you and i disagree a little bit on our enjoyability of it but right. I'm actually not 100. I'm actually, to be honest with you, though, I'm not that surprised because I wouldn't have actually, when I suggested this song, I was actually, I didn't really actually expect you were going to like it that much, to be quite honest. Just knowing your taste, I didn't think that this was going to be something in your bag. Like, as I was looking through the list again, I was like, man, Phoenix might not like this one as much. And and so mm-hmm. I'm not surprised, actually, that you're not as much of a yeah. fan of it. And I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the style. So just because that's not yeah. really your typical bag. And, 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 and what you yeah. enjoy. And I just got to keep it a buck, you know? I just got to keep it a buck with and you. that's fine. Got to keep it and a buck fine. with myself. And I got to keep it a buck with Washi, Cameron Iandolo, and any of the other artists we're talking about. That uh, in, in reality, this one I felt like was a particularly weak showing. I've definitely heard things from both of these artists that were better than this. And I, I think the rapping was just a little lackluster, the some funny lines here and there in the midst of that were funny in ways that I think were not intentionally funny. <laughs> and uh, in terms of the uh, the mix, especially if, you know, if Washi's self-taught and engineering one, it's like more power to you for sure. Uh, Cause that's amazing and definitely makes you a more valuable artist across the board. But maybe this can be a point of where he can go back and be like, what the f- is this man talking about and then maybe he'll see maybe he'll hear some of the things i'm, I'm trying to say uh and that's fine i, I, I think i think he's uh, i think he's willing to take the constructive criticism he asks me a lot and on and to believe it or not i think it's good to have you on these things because as you being an artist yourself you hear things from an artist's perspective and i i am more from a obviously a consumer perspective so mm-hmm. in there's a lot of things when he asks my advice it's not i can't always give the best i come from it from mm-hmm. a consumer's perspective because i don't know how to fix some of these things as like you're talking about because mm-hmm. i don't do it myself so i'm not going to sit here and act like you know i and then i'm not you know one can't put myself on a pedestal either in terms of like you know what advice i can give but also at the same right. time 
you know, I, that's just not my, that's not my expertise. I come from it from more of a, from an ear, uh, you know, obviously an, an audible perspective rather than an artist perspective. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting and I'm, and I'm, I'm glad, and, and, and listen, that's, it would, it would be to no one's benefit if we just came on here and talked and said every song was, oh yeah, that's amazing. This is amazing. That's amazing. And that, that's the whole point of this is just to, to get into the nitty gritty detail and share our opinions and start those conversations. So if you guys agree or disagree with us, we want to hear from you. Uh, all love to Washington, Cameron Iandolo. It's not no, no knock from sure from Phoenix. And I, and I know, uh, Hey, don't kill me. And if you want to kill me, kill me in the comments. Cause we can use the engagement. <laughs> all right. Kill me in the comments. Send the washi hive to me. I'll take it. <laughs> we, we, we've both been killed in the comments for different reasons. Uh, you and I, that's and, a fact in different that times. Is so it's, a so fact. It, I don't we, think we, I'll we, ever experience the wrath that Mike's <laughs> had to endure after mentioning Taylor Swift's name. I didn't want to say her name. I don't even want to. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not, let's not even go there. Cause I, cause I definitely won't. <laughs> it's like saying Macbeth in a theater. It's like, <laughs> exactly. Moving on with the next song in the listing, we have Mako and Haji Gaviota with their new song, Capricorn. And it's a fact that my mind can be a dangerous neighborhood, but I still walk in it late at night. And all I ask, don't bust me in, I don't do labels good, because I tried that once upon a time. Phoenix, thoughts? Yes, sir. All right, you know I'm gonna go ahead. You know Mike's giving this away because he knows how I feel Take about it. the track, and yep. I've <laughs> I've enjoyed the track so much that I've had to talk about it off air to Mike already because I was very very surprised with how much I enjoyed it. Um, honestly, because I think this is something that this has its hip hop influence, but I think sonically sits in a certain place that I'm not usually listening to. And again, th I think Mike knows this, but for the viewers' sake, like, I'm a hip-hop head through and through. Uh, I love rap, and I love to be a rapper as well. But I'm, I am, I do consider myself just a big music fan in general, and because I, I also love art. You know, I'm just a, in a in a general sense that I can appreciate things that maybe aren't what I'm gonna play all day by myself, and but, I, but still see the value in that. You know what I mean? I'm rambling at this point, but. Mako Capricorn with Haji Gaviota. Haji Gaviota. Haji Gaviota. A. A. They killed this shit. All right. <laughs> That's fine. They, That's a they good song. killed That's a really this. Okay. Um, the the beat itself it kind of gives me a slide Frank Ocean vibe. You know, it's definitely yeah. a summertime okay. vibe. Uh, and Mako's also have heard of Mako before, thanks to uh, turntable teachers, all of the good finds. Um, and I, I heard, I've heard him before. He didn't quite really stick with me last time, but the beat's colorful. It's 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 really really fun. And Mako has this cadence, right? He has this tone that's super unique. Like it sounds poppy indie rocky yeah. like it sounds you know what i mean it has that vibe but again a lot of these flows right here and, and the feel of this and these drums are definitely has its hip-hop influence but you know i can say that to death about everything but man just when he starts off i might dye my hair orange, orange. <laughs> 
I'm like, okay, what is going on in here? And I got to say, dude, this is where I love stuff that's weird. I love stuff that's different. You know what I mean? And and I like, you know, I think that kind of line, I might dye my hair orange, is such a good hook for the beginning of, you know, to get somebody interested. You know what I yeah. mean? It's such a good hook hook in, like, why is that why would you even, do that? yeah, yeah why, why would you say mind? that? Yeah. Why are you picking orange? But orange fits, brother. Yeah, orange yeah. fits. And and as the song builds on, he it's it's a whole lot of I might dye my hair orange. I might have a I might have a garden in the springtime. I'm tired of the concrete grind. Like yeah. all, all I, it all builds up of like, you know, coming to the coming to ultimately this kind of like this course that's just like, yo, let's kick back. It's definitely like I said, a summertime vibe. Um, let's kick back, let's chill. Let's have a good time. You know what I mean? And I'm going to refer to these lines, but I could kick them off the top of my head, but I want to make sure I get them right. I get them right. Uh, and it's a fact that my mind could be a dangerous neighborhood, but I still walk in it late at night. Oh, my God. And mm-hmm. all I ask is don't box me in because I don't do labels good. I tried that once upon a time. Oh, my God. This man's spitting. <laughs> this man is spitting. But it's with this like this very unique cadence as well, where it sounds, you know, he sounds he has a higher pitch voice. The, the his tone is that's where it kind of sounds indie rocky, you know what I mean? And dude, I'm just trying to say he has a sound. He has a unique sound. And these bars and these lines were so catchy and, and kind of just sticky and specific. And I'm just you know, trying to make a larger point where I think generally with this kind of voice, you just hear it on a different kind of cut, you know what I mean? But I love that he chose this kind of sound. Like, this is definitely finna play at my cookout, you know what I mean? And uh, then to go, and then to get to the second half, I know I've kind of been long-winded about this. I apologize, Mike. You're good. Um, To get to the second half with the Haji Gaviota verse, that man kills it. That man kills the feature. Kills the feature. I have one caveat, you know what I mean? Especially if we're, you know, I'm keeping it a buck, right? Like, um, and I and I, I, I let Washi and Cameron I and Dolo have it, which I really apologize about. But I gotta so I gotta keep it a hundred all the way around. I didn't like Haji's opening line. All right. Did, that Haji's was my favorite part. That was, line. What? That was your favorite line? That was sick. Okay. The, yo, the throw yo, yo. the the, the, I, the thought, uh, I thought you knew I was a bagatarian. Okay, all right, but you know, but you know, I like puns, bro, and that's not why I, I, know I liked you it. Like puns, I, I know liked you it. Like puns. I liked it because of the dream, like the dream line. I like that. That's the part of. Oh, so so more. Okay, maybe I like the second line then. That's my favorite. Right, line. right, right, right. Because then he brings right. it but back. If he left I it there, I, I if he oh, hold on, hold on. If he left it there, mm-hmm. I would have had a point. You would have had a point. The fact that he okay. brings it into the. And you, but you look, uh, but you threw it in the bag like Tyrius. I was like, all right, that's that's pretty okay. Clever. I don't, and I'm I'm excited to hear you talk about that because maybe I didn't catch the reference there. I've, I I promise you, Mike. You know, I played this track in front of in front of some ladies this weekend too because I that's how much I liked this track and I felt like it was a good vibe. Good for you. That was that was um, a I good move on your about end. It. They even pointed it out too, like the bag of Terrius line, and I was like, "Yeah, threw me in the back like Terrius." And I remember asking him, "Like, y'all know what that means?" Like, uh, no, <laughs> I, it didn't. It didn't land. So I'm excited to hear if Mike caught it. You know what I mean? 
off rib. I thought that line was I could do with that. It was a little corny, my guy. It's a little and I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a Bagatarius too. You know I am I mean? too. I'm me actually too. Actually a Sag. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it was made for my for for me. I could have done without it. But moving on, and I'll say this, it was memorable. It's it sure is memorable. Since we're talking yeah. That you yeah. knew I was a Bagatarius. Then you threw me in the back like Terrius. Okay. <laughs> but that he moving on from that, like the flows, the melodies, and he kind of harmonizes at the end and also references the harmony inside the verse. I just thought it was so, so smooth. It all really fit. My favorite line off of the uh that track, um, or off of his feature when he comes on is uh I don't really want to taste your tears, but I swear they go great with mine. Yeah. I thought that was a that was just uh you know poetic and i thought he kind of fit the vibe because he has a much smoother kind of more traditional uh r&b ish popish voice and cadence mm. on this track that i think fits with uh what you would think an instrumental like this would call for you know what mm. i mean absolutely Which is, again i think in beautiful contrast to to mako's unique fucking weird voice that i love so much um so i thought they just it played off of each other really well because he kind of has this laid back smooth um delivery to anything mm. and and the i think his lyrics were just as poetic as mako's you know i was, I was talking about how mako's lyrics were sticky unique and specific and, and they were just poetic you know i love the garden in the springtime too tired of the concrete grind and I, I think that kind of says a lot more than like than what it says on the surface right uh, as right. well as this line um i don't really want to taste your tears but i swear they go great with mine that that had me wanting to hug somebody tight like i don't know <laughs> that so overall man you could tell i really i really 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 dig this track and uh i ain't just saying that to say it uh, well we know we, added yeah. to my shit quick how this you feel is... mike this is this is yeah. I mean, I, of course, I know you're being honest because you always are. You're always brutally honest, and that's a good and a good good reason why I always have you. I keep you around, bro, because I, I like your brutal honesty a lot, <laughs> and I admire it for sure. Um, I have agree with a lot of the things that you said. Uh, just for reference, too, I also wrote an article for this song. It's exclusively on Mass Music Radio. You can check that out. Link it in the description. So shout out to the Mass Music Radio guys. But. Uh, Dude, I agree. I mean, the soundscape overall, this song, it's just synonymous with like the impending spring season and summer seasons of the, of the East Coast. It just It's just what it sounds like. You know what I mean? It really captures those feelings of warmth and brightness. And it's, and it's interesting because, you know, Mako's done a lot of like the really melancholy sad boy stuff in the past, like specifically with his last uh, Good Grief um, EP. And then even a little bit too with Lifelike, even though that was a little bit more... Of, I would say like a, a glistening sort of um, he he really spit his shit on that song like he like went in and fucking rapped on that song I yeah. love that song and that obviously made it my top twenty from last year I would be surprised go check out more Mako after this Gotta yeah life back. life like with Sleeping Bella I think I talked about it on the last uh, episode oh, yeah, too that. yep, that's the yep, one so that. I love that song so put it this way I would be stunned if this is not on my year end like it's that good i i i I like this song that much i i love the guitar driven sort of indie pop 
melodies that he was playing with the instrumental. Yeah. I love that shit. I think uh, DeFrace did that. Um, did the, did part of the production. DeFrace and somebody else. And I'm, uh, I'm whoever else it is. I com- sincerely apologize that I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, I just it just feels like a breath of fresh air, right? It's like, like a rebirth almost in a sense, and it's smooth and sultry. And I just I, I love how versatile Mako is with, the, with like you said with his music and. It is very recognizable his voice, and and the lines are super sticky. They really stand out. I I wrote extensively about the the neighborhood line that you had mentioned because oh, I, I love I be, that line, dude. Oh, it's just so like the imagery is amazing. I love the metaphor and just yes. all of it. Yeah, you know me. Yes, the imagery. Yes. Imagery and me being an English teacher, right? I'm into that shit. I love the imagery. I love metaphors. <laughs> yes. It's all in my bag. Snaps. Right? What do you think he meant when he said that? You know what I mean? Like, you got the poetry snaps things down. And to speaking of bag, I so for context, right? So what I interpreted from Haji, who by the way is a New York artist actually, so he so it's really cool that he was able to jump on it. So we're talking a little, we get a little bit outside Massachusetts, but of course he's he's a feature, and I really enjoy the fact that he brought in. The dream on that like the dream reference because i guess the dream's first name is Tyrius or something like that Tyrius something i can't remember his last mm. name so that was that was in reference to him with that so again i see the i can see the um you know maybe how like it's it's kind of a little corny or whatever like the bag of Tyrius or whatever but i I, you, you know me i like that shit so like it's just i'm 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 <laughs> one of the most I, I love i love my dad jokes you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm like yeah. the only i'm one of the dudes that's not a dad that loves dad jokes it's just who i am yeah, so like I for me that. thought it was a play on words and then it got a little deeper quicker right it got like a lot more like you said poetic and more deep so like definitely i almost feel like they both came in to their verses with something that was very 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 memorable whether you fucked with it or not you know what I mean? Definitely. So like with the with very orange playful, hair. very playful, both too. very like playful, like a lighthearted kind of opening line, which I did think went well. Yeah. And I think with Haji specifically, that's what really impressed me so much about it, because his ability to sort of probably I mean, I'm guessing maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like he would have heard Mako's opening verse before he put his in. And for him to have the wherewithal to be like, and again, just the the, the musical genius of, of Haji in a sense where it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to play off of, of Mako's verse and do and come in with a line that's a little bit, um, you know, fun and, and, and lighthearted, right? To sort of match that and then get a lot deeper, just like Mako did. So in, in Definitely. But, it, but it's all surrounding this very like, you know, just warm, bright, poppy sound. I, I yeah, I mean. It's joyful. It's serene. There's just it, this should be a staple in everyone's spring summertime playlist, no matter where you live, whether you're in Massachusetts yeah, or not. For real. There is for an, real. and I love that you played this for for, for ladies because you 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 were you were kind of talking a little bit off air. You were saying like, yo, I can't I can't even like say that my tell my boys that I like this. And now it's now it's out there. Now it's out there. Your boys know <laughs> well, it's that. It's out there you, for sure. Right. It's out right. there. Well, it's I was out saying, there. I was saying, you know, this isn't. I did tell you. That's funny. You're. I forgot. I told you that. <laughs> Mike's talking about. I called him off air. I was telling him not called him, but we were talking about this, whatever. And uh, I tell him, yo, that Mako Capricorn track is tough. And I was like, it's not something I'm going to play with the guys. You know, it might not necessarily be something I will play with the boys. But, it, you know, if you're at the cookout, you know, or you got a couple, uh, you know, lovely women with you, I think that fits the vibe. And uh, it's a vibe. the fact that it's I can also really cling to the lyrics with their with the beautiful imagery and symbolism and all of it is just so very vivid. 
that is what makes it a perfect cut for me. Mm. It's a good song. It's a really good song. Big shout out to Mako and Haji Gaviota. Check out my write up if uh, you guys could take take a chance to, to if you really enjoy this song. And I would I would certainly uh, certainly play it play it back. Like I said in the spring and the summertime. So huge shout out to oh, those guys. Okay. Great song. Sorry. Go ahead. So just to wrap up, uh, we didn't we haven't even commented on the hook. Like the hook is just catchy and so Ooh, buttery smooth. Yeah, it you is. You know what I mean? Flying in like. Oh, he said, "Take a swim, breaststroke, breast flying in yeah. West Coast." Like it, it all flows so good. It's like yeah. it's one of those tracks that I think, especially when you already have the context of this being like a local artist or an indie, you know, small artist. It's it has it gave me one of those moments where you're like, "Oh, I forgot this is not somebody that's like a AAA or like you know a, a big time national act." Like, cause yeah. that's how yeah. smooth from beginning to end it is. But then again, it has that uniqueness of just Mako's voice, the content, the, 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 I don't know, just how poetic it is from beginning to end. It's clearly could be something you could have in the background or you could be a nerd like us and dissect it. And like, I think it'll, you know, you'll see a lot from either of those sides. Exactly. So huge shout out to these both these guys for one hell of a track and certainly one that's going to be in heavy rotation for me in the upcoming months as the weather gets nicer. It, just, it, just, it, just, it dropped at the perfect time, right? As the weather's getting it's, nicer and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it's perfect. And I feel like I can't wait to like play that sleeper. Like, you know what I mean? In case people mm. don't know it, when I put it on, I know it's going to get a reaction. I, I know it is. I already that, know the words, too. So. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, all of it. It's, it's, very, it's a very memorable song. And I feel like I, I agree. Same thing. It's like I I love those, those moments when you can play songs like that and you know it's going to get a good reception. So yeah. totally, absolutely, 1,000% agree. And this next song I feel very similarly about. And believe it or not, I mean, I mean, we'll see how you feel about it. But I would agree, I would argue that that might be Mako's best song that I've heard of his. And I think this song is also not to like spoil my entire review of it. But like, I think this upcoming song from Marcel Stefan is the best he's ever done. And this song is called That's All. Should have to myself. I don't even care about the state of my health. I don't need nothing long as I'm making my wealth. Make it now, make it now. I'm just trying to make it that so. Again, I also did a write-up for this one, kind of a, a, a theme here, a larger theme here. I did a write-up for this one, also on Mass Music Radio. So check it out, linked in the description. And I love, love, love this song so much. I've been a fan of Marcel for quite a while. If you're unfamiliar with Marcel, if you're just coming onto our show like very recently. Marcel did our intro music. He's so he's very embedded with the turntable teachers. Oh he, whoa, that's he, crazy! He Look did at you our putting me on. Yep, yep. He did our intro music. He's originally from Gardner, Massachusetts, and uh, he came in. He was one of our final uh, in-person guest speakers before the pandemic, actually, too. Because I met him the same the same night I met him. I met Washi and Zafir. And uh, Haven Prescott from Syndicate all came, all our Turntable Teachers alumni in their own in their own capacity, and you know Marcel, I've always enjoyed him as a lyricist. I've always liked his music a lot, um, but I have never replayed a song in his discography like I have with this one. And this, that's all. It just, it's very genre blending, which is very different from what he's done in the past. He's more of a gritty old school not so much old school but he definitely has more of a gritty sort of um boom bap kind of sound yeah yeah i would say boom bap is is probably is probably makes a lot uh is a good good solid uh description of it but 
you know, he airs out just, uh, you know, thoughts from multiple perspectives on this song. It's very introspective as a whole. He really juxtaposes, like, his aspirations of, like, making it in the music industry with also his insecurities as well. He, like, contemplates his dreams as a full-time musician. You know, he, you know, conveys, like, certain imageries of, like, luxurious cars, voluptuous women, expensive liquor, um, you know, all through this kind of, like, melodic, nonchalant delivery, highlighting some of, like, society, like, basically just highlighting, like, society's portrayal of fame and kind of realizing that, like, hey, like, this might not be, like... Fate, like like my version of success shouldn't have to be the standard that we see in like normal you know entertainment industry type deal and you know the hook is really where he captures me a lot like the 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 idea of it really shifts very quickly uh creates a very interesting contrast where believe it or not like he has more of a melodic delivery in the verses and then the hook he comes in with these double time flows that are really with Definitely. crazy honest lyricism that's really profound to me you know detailing like pre feelings of pressure and anguish but it's very relatable um and it ultimately becomes like this self-reflection of like his own worth like i'm just trying to make it that's all it's very simplistic on the surface but the constant repetition sort of emphasizes like this urgency for him to manifest this version of success has a hard time keeping it real with himself and then there's even some imagery that's like can be a little bit even jarring to hear like you know he talks about you know looking for a cross just to nail myself i think that's very controversial and very chilling even to hear but then you know then he gets very stubborn as well like don't don't nobody need to see me i can play it like stealth sort of acts like a defense mechanism to prevent others from like harming him and kind of getting away from the criticism and things like that um you know doesn't want to be complacent where he is right currently and so I really just love how thoughtful he was on this song. And not that he's never, like, not thoughtful on his other music. Like, if anyone, you know, hears his old older stuff, like, you, you'll, you'll hear it. But it, did, it just sounds so clean here and so vivid and detailed. And the instrumentation is really what I love so much about it. It almost has, like, this, like, folk-sounding acoustic guitar loop that's really cool. And the aesthetic's raw and emotional, but it just conveys a, a mood that is just so profound to me in a lot of ways like uh, this is probably one of my favorite songs on, on the listing compared to from volume one that we did a couple days ago and also well recorded a couple days ago and this volume as well uh this is probably like in my top two or three songs really uh i i'm i've washi and i were joking around when this song came out we must have he play, he was telling me yo like i've literally played this song like 17 times today like you need to listen to it and i listened to it and then i probably played it like 10 times like the same night i was like Ugh. i've just i've never played some one of his songs so much so huge shout I out to marcel p2 oh it's so good man i i thoroughly thoroughly recommend this song if you guys uh check you know definitely want to check this thing out and i'm obviously curious to hear your thoughts phoenix and it sounds like you enjoyed it too definitely enjoyed it um you you did a good job uh describing every reason why it's great honestly i think first off i loved love i love guitar samples i love you know having guitar on anything hip-hop and i loved the fact that you know like you said it had a, it was an acoustic guitar with like almost a folky kind of feel yeah. after it was indie looped, sound and, which yeah. is real dope but it has those drums and and the way he's rapping on it is uh keeps it keeps it hip-hop which i love um, I think the the hook is definitely my favorite part. It's a super Same. super solid hook. Um, I remember running into Marcel. It's Marcel Stefan, right? Mm -hmm. 
I remember running into his page. Uh, honestly, I I don't remember. I do remember how you told me it was an artist artist that made our intro music, and I don't I didn't remember or didn't put together that Marcel Stefan that it was this artist. Oh, um, yeah. But I saw him going hard on Instagram, honestly, promoing this track and uh, like promoing it with some ads and just him posting it over and over again. And I, I listened to it and I was like, this is real, real solid, honestly. So like uh, this, um, you know, I've heard this track before we even kind of took time to analyze it and break it down and review it for this segment. But as I was listening to this and listening to all the songs, obviously, giving them a good thorough listen it just you know i got rewarded for the closer and closer i listened to it and Mm -hmm. i really liked that because he's really talking his shit and i think the like the kind of like you said the the verses are a little bit more melodic and more laid back than what the hook is and i i like that a lot there was a lot of uh nice bars in there you you highlighted the bar i also had written down um, this one is in the hook, looking for a cross just to nail myself, never mm. losing myself because I keep it real with myself, that's all. Like, yeah. that was, you know, that's hard. And I think over, overall on the track, I'll tell you what, I hear I hear this. I hear him hungry. You know what I mean? That's mm. what I love to hear from a rapper, right? Especially if you're trying to rap rap. I hear him hungry for wanting to get to that place of being a major artist that I think with those lines, like looking for a cross just to nail myself, but I'm never losing myself, just to keep it real with myself. It's kind of like, yo, I will do whatever it takes to get there, you know, even if right. that means, you know, fucking crucifying myself, but I'm going to keep it real when I am there too. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I just want to keep it real, um, keep, keep my character intact, you feel me? Like, when I get there, but I'm willing by any means necessary to get there you know what right. i mean if that's and that's how i caught it um that's how it landed for me i had another uh i got some other notes here i loved loved the smoothness and the contrast to the to the verses mm. uh end of and i love the uh end of one of those verses that's like tell tell me about all of the rappers that have been set in history so i can beat them you know mm. what i mean i think that again reinforced that hunger where he's like yo tell me about anybody who's hot out here I can be more hot, like you know what I mean, and I and I love that. I love the confidence, but that kind of energy and that kind of subject matter on this folky, you know, guitar-y ass beat and a very melodic ass hook. That's that's tough. I, I really love like that combination. Um, and I think my favorite, my favorite line is when he says, uh, "Hey Paul, I quit." <laughs> And call. That's, <laughs> like, that, that's all. <laughs> that yeah, that's all. Like that was tough. You know what I mean? Um, I, I I thought that again resonated for me as as an artist myself, an indie artist trying to you know just one day you everybody I think wants to have that moment where you can call into your time. employer. Hey, I quit, buddy. Ding and you just, and bang the phone on them because you don't care how they feel about it. You know, mm-hmm. and I think. That's what he, you know. That's what he's looking for. That's all. That's all. That's all. Um, and I also yeah. I loved how at, towards the end he let that chorus rock uh, with no with no dubs on it. You know what I mean? Towards the end of the song, he lets his chorus rock with the one vocal 
uh, over that beat, and I thought that was a great space. Like it let you really listen to every word. Yeah, um, like stri- and even it, strips the drums off of it too. I think. Yeah, just, stripped the just, drums off yeah. of it, stripped the double over it, and it was just that voice. And I thought that was a really good way to end it. Obviously, it also helps you remember the chorus because um, mm-hmm. the chorus repeats itself uh, decently a decent amount of times. But I think it added some real character and. Um, it was a good choice. Again, yeah, it was a good choice, and uh, for me, it supported the overall uh, theme of like, yo, I'm just trying to make it. That's all. Or I, again, like, I think it just reinforced or highlighted once more, like how authentic this is. Mm. You know what I mean? Authentic. I think word, it's yeah. hard to articulate almost until you hear it. But yeah, it's you like, have to. There's it. a lot of energy in his voice, whether he doubled it or not. Like you mm. can just feel that radiating off of him. And the repetition of it, I, like sometimes I think repetition can be a bad thing. This is where I think completely opposite. It actually like really bolsters, like you said, bolsters the energy, bolsters the message overall of like of, of what he's trying to say. So and and I and I was very like I said earlier, like I'll I'll double down on this. Like I think it was his approach. To the song is very unique because I was surprised at how like you normally you would think okay like someone goes like a rapper would go hard in the verses and then have more like a melodic hook not to say that the hook wasn't melodic but somehow he found a way to like spit harder in the hook than he did in the verses it was really kind of a cool flip there that i don't think a lot of artists especially in hip-hop do as often so i was thoroughly impressed um he's just he's just a, a really talented guy and one of the one honestly one of the most genuinely nice people and i mean all these all, honestly i will say this like everyone we're talking about is they're just as human beings i mean amazingly good human beings like washi cameron i and dole i mean they're two two of my closest friends in this industry like for sure and mako i've grown to be, have a very good relationship with i've had some great conversations in the dms with haji he seems like a really really nice guy also a former teacher so be on the lookout he might be on this on the podcast pretty soon and <laughs> Marcel too. Like, you knew dude, I just... was a bag guitarist, <laughs> but then I threw it in the bag like serious. But uh... <laughs> Haji, Haji, we love you. And, and you know that it's, it's not oh, not love a, not the a dick. track. We a love you. Banger track, banger. Feature. But yeah, man, Marcel just a genuinely nice human being too. So like to top it all off, which is which is I know it has nothing to do with the songs, but like that's uh, aside, no, besides I, the I point. I can feel but... that. I can feel yeah. that, and I think like I mentioned uh, how I saw him because he was hustling on the gram. You feel me, like reposting mm. his stuff, posting his stuff. I put some ads behind it, and I think you know, obviously there's tons of people that do that and just aren't worth their, you know, aren't worth it. But I think for me, I, every time I saw the post, it felt genuine, and every time I I saw whether it read his captions or just heard the track, you know, nothing in here says, like, I'm reaching for something that I'm not. And, I mean, in fact, all of it says, like, just trying to stay myself, which, I, th- to me, you know, I think is always a good sign about what this artist, who this artist could be as a person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he seems like a dope guy. I think he might have even been in my DMs once, like, or, like, either I swiped up on the track and said, this is dope, or, like, he hit me with, like, an old school, like, yo, can you check this out in my DMs, man? And I think we also had a good back and forth on Instagram, and so I get the vibes that he's a dope guy and he has a he has a dope ass track man so i'm li- i'm glad that he was putting some energy behind it because mm-hmm. it's definitely worth the listen man and oh I, I thousand keep, percent keeping my eye on marcel for sure 
Yeah, please, yeah, definitely. And I, I think this is going to be a song that's going to have some staying power for me towards the end of the year, too. I, I would be pr- pretty shocked if it's not at least an honorable mention by the end of the year in terms of mm-hmm. uh, Massachusetts for me personally. So, But, yeah, man, I, I really am just digging it. And, and yeah, uh, Mars, every time I talk to Marcel, he's always like, you're still using that as your intro? I'm like, oh, yeah, best believe you. So, <laughs> big <laughs> no, shout out to hard. Marcel Stefan. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, he's a, also, he's a great dude. Uh, uh, this is my one last thought about the song. He kind of sounds like uh, a more eccentric the baby, and I don't know if he's heard that. I don't know if I just ruined hmm. the fucking review by saying this, but Ruined. Uh, cancel, his... cancel. <laughs> 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 right, but he he ha- he sounds like um um like, and this is me hmm. speaking on the cadence of his voice. Go back to right. that track, and if you hear, especially the, a couple of those flows, those quick time flows, like uh, it's kind of the baby. And, and he has the deeper yeah, set bit. voice that kind of has that, you know, that quickness and that energy to it. The same way the baby can have a very quick, energetic kind of uh, feel to this thing. Mm. The verse is not very much, but that's what I'm saying. Like it, he's very unique in his in his uh, in his own lane. Sounds mm. like you know. So if if you know what I mean, it's just kind of that, I can kind of hear that in the hook a little bit from a yeah, deep yeah, I can kind of hear that guy. Yeah, uh, I can actually. I, he, I, he, now that you're saying that, I can actually hear it. In terms, definitely in terms of the delivery, I can I can hear that a little right, bit with right. the very the, the, but he the gives quick space hitting like to just be a different artist. Sorry. Go oh, ahead. for sure, for sure. No, I, I I think that's an interesting interesting comparison. But no, I uh, I definitely like I said, great song and and uh, big shout out to Marcel and Scott Smaller, his manager and the entire team. I know like we're we're definitely uh definitely behind Marcel for sure, uh, no doubt about it. Moving on to the next track, we have Clark D with Section 3 Freestyle. Wake up early morning, ready to cook that heat up. Brody hit my phone, I like, nigga, you know that we up. Like, I already be so locked in. I can't even kick my feet up. Like, not till I get that beam up. But then I'll be ready for a read. I saw Brody. And uh, definitely curious to hear your thoughts on this one. What we, I, I, I took the lead with uh, with that's all. So definitely want to have you uh, to take the reins with Section Three Freestyle. Yep, Section Three Freestyle, Clark D. This is an artist I've also seen around on Instagram. He has a lot mm-hmm. of polished shit. Uh, he's one of those guys that's kind of like close to being on, right? Like, yeah, he, he's, he's solid, he's, man. He's pretty he really, damn close. I've, he's very talented. Yeah, saw, he actually, yeah, he does a lot of production as well. Like, yo, he's he does. Really, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw his Instagram. And I was like, this is a multi-talented dude. He had oh, another yeah. track he was promoing some time ago that like had a lot of. Uh, had like an outdoorsy yellow kind of feel. I don't know. Oh, was it the one with C4? It was hard, I believe it was called. I'm Maybe. Not mistaken. Maybe. So, which, um, uh, you know, I apologize. Yeah. I don't know by name, but we do know Section 3 Freestyle. I, Clark or D, maybe it was Corner Store Freestyle. Sounds, what was it? Or maybe it was Corner Store Story. Could have been one of those two. Because those are mm-hmm. those are his two most recent ones. But, um, yeah, man, he's, he's, he's a really talented guy. No doubt about that. Yeah. Has a he has a polished sound like he just sounds mm. clean. Uh, I love the beat of the section three freestyle. He, he kind of comes in with these uh with this cold laid back kind of delivery. Homeboy was sounding a little bit like a twenty twenty one version of Pusha T. Like he has Ooh. kind of. Yeah, like I'm talking about the way that he was letting each each bar breathe kind of reminded me of of old Pusha T kind of vibes um but still rode and, the beat very well too you know yeah yeah and and I actually have this I have a Pusha T slash 2 chains vibes somehow hmm. uh, and I think some of that was like he has these he has a uh, a couple of these of these bars and punchlines that are a little bit funny a little tongue-in-cheek that 
I don't know, definitely the way he rides the beat and lets them things sit. You know, he's not he's not overdoing it. It's real laid back and chill. It's some baller shit, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, I I did say uh, I, I would have wanted a couple more dope punchlines. You know, I think something with like a freestyle track, right? Section three freestyle track, which I think is funny. I don't know if that's a reference to some section eight shit. Like I don't know if, but um, I think with a Not, freestyle yeah. track, usually like this, he's like, <laughs> Mike's like, nah. I have no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I think with a freestyle kind of thing like this, you know, where it doesn't really have a chorus, um, I think that calls for wittier and wittier lyrics. Um, and I think I would have wanted some more punchlines that resonated with me uh, or that I thought was a little bit more. That it just could have been a little bit more. It was some light rapping, but I think the the point of it was to also embrace the beat and the the sound. You know, he yeah. kind of has this sound of cool. You know what I mean? He got mm-hmm. he got cool it, cat. bro. And that's what I'm saying. It's like push a T. You know, I the two chains thing. Now that I read back my notes, that kind of sounds a little bit out of there. But it's kind of the way he was uh, letting the beat rock and saying shit like that was. Definitely caught your ear, but he he wasn't you know trying to force it down. You know, I think uh, I, I I got this bar right here that I liked a lot was um I tried to go conscious, but the numbers were making me nauseous. So we always steal each other's lines. Thoughtless. <laughs> yeah, we always got the same ones, right? We got the same damn lines. Good good bars. I tried to go conscious, but the numbers were making me nauseous. Some dudes uh, would rather be thoughtless. I like that. They told me I got to be lawless, flawless, gorgeous. The time is upon us. This is where I was like, all right, he's, he's getting lyrical, and, and I, and I like that. But you could easily, I think, listen to this song and not catch those bars because the, the flow can be a little bit, is a little repetitive because, again, I think it, it, it embraces the beat a lot. This is something you could definitely bump in your car, which I think kind of caught me off guard because, again, I see something like freestyle in the track, as me as a rapper, I'm thinking, all right, this is a freestyle where there's going to be no chorus, just all bars. And there was no chorus. There were definitely bars, but it wasn't what I was expecting. But that's cool, man. I, I, I like that bar a lot, though, too. Um, the num- I tried to go conscious, but the numbers were making me nauseous. Some niggas would rather be thoughtless. I think that's a... That, that is definitely a bar where, you know, you keep going back and listen more and more. You're like, it, it just pays off every time. Uh, mm-hmm. And for me, as somebody who I, I do love conscious rap, and I'm also, but I'm also very aware of like sometimes you feel like you gotta dumb your music down to get people to you know digest it. Uh, you can definitely come to the conclusion where you're like some people would just rather be thoughtless. You know what I mean? They would, yeah. ig- ignorance is bliss. And then mm-hmm. I think that other bar, uh, they told me I gotta be lawless, flawless, gorgeous. Um, I think that's kind of like, for me at least, was like, you know, especially when you watch the, he has a lyric video and a dope music video to this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it kind of was like, uh, sounded like to me like he was like, you know what, they they want me to be, they want me to act a fool, want me to be lawless, but then they also want me to be flawless, want me to be perfect, they want me to be gorgeous too. And he's like, the time is upon us, where I think it felt like in this video and in this track, he was like, y'all want me to talk that shit? Like, I'll talk that shit. 
you know what I mean? And they 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 want me to do this and this and this. They want me to you feel me? Uh, show where I'm from and show what we gone through. I could do that too, but you also want me to floss, so I'm gonna bring out the big cars. He had the big cars in his music video. Had his boys mm-hmm. with some masks and shit. Like it was it was gritty. It was dark, you know. Um, and I think uh, I think it was executed well. My my only my only true criticism for this, which I'm only reiterating one more time, is because you have the feeling, or at least I was left with the feeling that Homeboy could have barred that shit up a little bit more. Like I, I, I can tell he can write. You know what I mean? Mm, I can tell he has write. the bars. Where I'm like, I, I would have wanted a couple more bars for this one, but overall, it definitely bumps. You feel me? Absolutely, absolutely. You, you mean you kind of, st- I mean, you really not to say steal my thunder, but you definitely took a lot of you. You actually summed that up very nicely. Like you took a lot of the points I'm going to make, so I'll keep mine a little bit more brief, um, not to be super super repetitive. But yeah, so I mean, Clark D. Just for people, uh, you know, just for context, he's he is a Boston boy uh, nonetheless. He is originally from Hyde Park, the Mattapan area, so he's totally um, Boston bred, no doubt about it. And uh, definitely, I think this song. I agree with you, thousand percent. I, I think he has really good command over this instrumental. And I, I, I also would agree with you, too, is like the, the one line that you brought up, of course, with the, the conscious, nauseous, that whole that whole you already mentioned it. But that's the line where like that stood out to me. But that was really it. Like nothing else lyrically really stood out. But I still and it's funny because I've listened to the song so many times. And even though that's like really hasn't been really hasn't been anything else that's really stood out lyrically. Having said that, though, I still listen to the song a ton because I think it's it's the vibe and the energy for me that's that's really where it sits. Right. That's it where it, it, it totally it bumps. bumps that's where it's, it's not about the words at all times with this one, even though. You no, no, it doesn't have to be with a lot. Yeah, it's the aesthetic, the overall soundscape of it. I mean, I love those dark tones since the atmospheric spacey vibe that it is. And I love the hard hitting drums. Yeah, it's just it's just just some dark, gritty street shit, man. And it's really, really good. Like he and he's gonna get very musical too. So he's much much more don't like let this song like kind of fool you if you've never heard Clark D before. Like I highly encourage you to check out his discography because he's got a lot more like melodic and really uh just just really great stuff in his bag that like he he does a lot of different styles super well this is not just the the one style that he can do so i was i was and the reason why i want to talk about this song is that kind of that reason like he really brought it into more of a dark gritty uh i think uh style than than i think he normally would does so um he's a talented talented guy he's very musically gifted uh, he totally can write. He has a good ear for melodies, good ear for beats. He can rap. He's really just like you said, multi-talented dude. He's very good on, um, I think, I believe it's piano, if I'm not mistaken, or keys. Like he does really, really amazing, uh, you know, just production in general. So I, I love this beat. I love this song, and I've been bumping it like crazy, specifically in the car. Yeah, totally in the car. Got like to. it, Got it to. goes in Got the to. car. So I yeah, big shout out to Clark those. D, man. This is a good, good song. Like this is, it's a, yeah. In terms of replayability, think, this is up there in like the top echelon with the two uh, first two mm-hmm. volumes for me. I've been playing the song a lot; like it's gotten a lot of replayability for me. Yeah, and you, I think you can tell like with somebody like this too, or like, and then to kind of uh, underline like what I was saying is like you can tell like he's kind of almost going light on this and just letting it mm-hmm. rock. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think exactly. it's always really easy to tell when somebody's an MC and they got a pen. You know, because uh, even with 
we were kind of talking about maybe we would have wanted a couple more punchlines in terms of like the lyricism but the things that he does thread in there kind of lightly shows that like he could get into that bag too so i'm definitely going to be checking out a lot of his other shit because uh it sounds like it could be you know he's very versatile for sure no question about that i really so big shout out to clark d doing some big things in uh in the boston area and great song here with uh section three freestyle we got two songs left and the uh the next track we have here is shane dillon with storm featuring c4 and Naledi Masila. Look, life is a goofy scene, the fake is the truest things. Materialism screams, but little by little dream. Shot at with triple beams, fear is the newest fad. You getting too attached, you're about to go catch your bag. I believe that's how you pronounce it. If not, uh, Naledi, I sincerely apologize. Um, and there's a few other artists that are uh, get some credits on here too. I just want to point out super quickly. There's a brass section that is led by Tim Hall, Miles Kainstein, and Matt Estabrook. And then J.P. Heston also adds some bass, and there's some percussion on this song as well, done by Ramarna Campbell. So if I mispronounce anybody's names, I sincerely apologize. But I wanted to point that out because this song has a lot of live instrumentation, which I think is a really great staple with this song specifically. I love that aspect of it for sure. So Shane Dillon is more of a composer and a producer than he is, so he doesn't have any vocals on this song. He's specifically somebody that does... um, the piano and the keys uh and he obviously composed the, the composed the track so he's really uh, a very talented guy in terms of uh composition um similarly i think he, he reminds me a little bit of in a way i think johan has now kind of gotten that direction of like an actual vocalist and artist where uh shane is more just still in the composition aspect of things but like i and i think that's going to be a cool thing too because he's got an album dropping supposedly this summer he was telling me uh, he's gonna. He's definitely gonna be on here for a guest speaker episode sooner rather than later. But that's. I. I kind of like that because then it's almost like, it's really cool because he's gonna get a bunch of different vocalists and it's gonna be a very cool like variety of different artists like on his album. So I'm definitely looking forward yeah, to that for sure. A real collaborative kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it a lot. Um, C4 delivers the lead vocals. He's a Boston artist as well who did some work with Clark D. He had that single hard um, with him. Uh, tail end of last year that we were promoting on our pl- uh, playlist for a little while and overall i just think c4 does a nice nice job of capturing the gruesome scene of sort of a person's life filled with like these vices of materialism and societal pressures um he has some really good like vivid uh imagery and portrayals of like this all-consuming gloom that's over him and I'll also point out too this I, I also did an article for this song as well it's on mass music radio but uh, one of the lines, uh, C4, specifically in his first verse that I really enjoy, like a couple of bars here, he says, shot at with triple beams, fear is the newest fad, you're getting too attached, about to go catch a bag, hard knock life kid, heard you was fat living fast, and then it starts to get bad with cousin and granny past, smaller is getting bigger, better is feeling whack, the devil is on your back with evil and pity laughs. I just, I love the, the way he delivered that. Damn. He, de- he delivered that a lot better than me, first of all, but... I just like I love how he's talking about how like the darkness can kind of over like consume you and and you know people just kind of like not being quite what you think they would be or also like you know getting too attached to like things that don't really matter and and sort of like the phoniness that we have in like our society today. So I really enjoyed that aspect from C4 and I literally like the narrative that he he kind of puts in here. 
And then I think Naledi, uh, she has some really nice lush vocals on the hook. I think that's where instrumentally it's really cool for me because I can hear like all of the all the instrumentation sort of come together. That breast section really comes into the forefront of the mix. And then Shane ends the song with a unbelievable keyboard solo that's really really cool and i think there's the, the my favorite part even though naledi and c4 do a really nice job on the vocals i think it's kind of similar with the clark d song where the aesthetic is is really the hero when it comes to this song and i even love too how he kind of puts in sort of like rain and thunder samples as well really makes it sound stormy and uh so i just really really enjoyed the aesthetic of it and and also the um, I, I think I think C4 and Naledi also do a nice job of kind of delivering home sort of the, the theme, I guess, of like what this storm is, the storm of sort of phoniness and sort of like worrying about the wrong things and, and sort of this sort of materialism that's and I guess social media image that we portray on, on each other that um, can really be negative a lot of the time. So um, not, a, not a lot negative I could say about this song. I guess the one thing I would say maybe is I feel like C4's vocals could have been a little bit more uh, pushed to the forefront, actually, of the mix. I feel like he's actually a little bit too behind on some of it. Um, so maybe I would have liked his vocals to be just a little bit louder. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's just a very nitpicky thing. It's not really anything that like takes away from the overall like my enjoyment of the song. So really liked this one a lot. Uh, huge shout out to everybody that was involved on this song. And I'm definitely looking forward to the album. No question. But uh, would you uh, would you think of Storm? I definitely liked uh definitely like Storm. So shout out Shane Dillon, shout out C4, and shout out Naledi. Um I think uh off rip, you know, you kind of you definitely went over a lot of things that I want to say. Uh it had a really dope beat. I definitely love the production and the beat. The 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 beat is really tough. It's super unique. You know, I can, it kind of you know, I didn't really have context as to what Shane Dillon does or was gonna do on this track um but you know kind of like based off of the context you've given me it makes sense that uh it kind of felt like it was a jam session you know it felt like a group kind of endeavor a group project um i loved the rain sounds throughout the rain sounds dope throughout the whole track and definitely you know adds to the storm imagery um I liked C4's rapping. I thought his rapping was solid. I thought C4 was definitely solid on on throughout the track. I thought there could be a little bit more character. I wanted a little bit more to take away from uh, his first verse uh, on the track. I think he kind of snaps on that second verse. He definitely he comes really with turns up in terms of big energy, energy yeah. lyrics, yeah. delivery. Did you watch the video for this? Yeah, it's really cool. The music video is sick. There are some sick. shots of Shane and 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 uh, C four where they're like under an umbrella that look amazing. Um, cool. uh, we'll like link. We'll link it in the like description. Saying, definitely got to link that. But like I was saying, the uh, second verse is when for me C four really turns up. The bars that I got right here because he was packing a lot of bars in too because he was rapping fast. He was rapping quick. He did rap. Yeah, I he, thought yeah. I would have wanted that kind of energy and emotion in his voice throughout all of it. Where I feel like he didn't have as much of a presence on it in his first verse. Um, but that second verse, and I'm pretty sure these are lyrics in his second verse, but being social ain't the norm. People pay me to perform. I know mm. my heart can be warm, but I just cannot can conform. 
And the reason why I'm born is to leave a lovely legacy that some people choose to hate, but people can adore. You know what I mean? I think that was tough. And I think kind of uh, for me, it, it resonated um, as an artist because at some point, sometimes it's like you don't even want to be social, but people also want you to perform. So you have to be somebody who can be social to a degree. You know what I mean? Um and I, I love the, you know, the reason why I'm born is to leave a lovely legacy that some people choose to hate, but other people can adore it. And that was kind of like, I think, especially matching the storm ideas, like, you know, even through the stormy weather, you're kind of like, I got to push through somehow. But sometimes it can it can look really dark, whether it's people not rocking with you as a person, they're not rocking with you as a musician. Mm. Um, but I love that C4 throughout this thing is like, Yo, there's a storm, but we're gonna push through it. You know, there's a storm, but I'm gonna persevere. And people might choose to hate me, but some people might choose to love me. So that's, and I think those are kind of, you know, for a little pun, that might be the silver lining in the storm. You know, mm -hmm. that might be the silver lining in the clouds right there. Um, I thought overall it was a cool, unique kind of collaborative thing that I that I felt like I heard different sounds come together. Naledi's vocals definitely were beautiful. Those sounded really Very good. Beautiful. Um, almost would have wanted to hear them a little bit more or maybe give her a couple runs throughout the track or, or backing vocals. Uh, but when she did, when I did hear it, I thought it was really dope. I already kind of complimented the music video. Uh, I did have some points in, during the music video where it felt a little student filmy. You know what I mean? It felt, uh, you, you can kind of see that it, in certain times during the narrative looking shots that, you know, these people are musicians, not necessarily actors, or even some of the actors in the student film, you know, they might not have the most experience. Uh, and that, that is by no means trying to take away from it, just something I noticed. Um, and I think even as a little bit of character, because you can tell this is these are real people doing this, and this is uh, Shane, who I'm guessing is the mastermind behind mm -hmm. all of it, mm -hmm. uh, was really seems very, very artistic and very, very willing to bring his friends in on it, which I think is amazing. Um, but some of the some of the narrative shots, I was like, oh, okay, but I still <laughs> love the ambition to put out a video that has narrative behind it mm. um, you know what i mean and, and the ambition to put out a video from beginning to end that uh again has a narrative you can follow but it starts in one place ends in a different place um that i think is also a quality that's gonna you know do him a lot of good you know what i mean having this much of a of a vision so that's really dope overall the uh the whole thing is smooth the video the track uh, C4 Shane the instrumentation Shane does his thing definitely uh, on on uh, the keys and mm -hmm. just throughout this whole thing it, it sounds very unique and and having somebody rap like C4 on this I thought was an interesting choice and like I said I think towards the end of the song uh, C4 puts his foot in it um, which is what I liked uh, so yeah that's that's how that's how I was feeling it. Not not a whole lot to not a whole lot negative to say about this at all. No, no, I agree with you. I think there's definitely a uniqueness to it as well, especially with the amount of people that you get on this song collaboratively for it to come out the way that it did. 
uh, certainly a yeah. testament to everybody's like ability to not only like collaborate, but just as well, like just the artistic nature of everybody on the track, on the track. And yeah, Shane, Shane is a really interesting, interesting and uh, great artist that I've, I'm definitely in, uh, really looking forward to hearing what he does next, next, because I, I certainly am looking forward to this, uh, to this album he has coming very soon. So be on the lookout for that. The music video, of course. I mean, I, I put it this way: just head to the, after this episode, head to the description. If you there's just something here that piques your interest, uh, there's going to be articles and you know places to stream the songs. Or if there's a music video, we'll we'll definitely link those too. So make sure you uh, support these guys, and of course their Instagrams too. These guys and gals definitely uh, follow them and things of that nature. And we have one last song on today's Massachusetts Music Review Volume Two, uh, and we have Quinn Reed, "Lay You Down." And I wanna lay you down Things ain't been the same since you came around All the feelings faded, people changing now And I just wanna lay you down Who is a, is he a Paper City Studios artist or is he just an affiliate? Just an affiliate at this an point An affiliate, okay um, But definitely a friend of the stew uh, awesome. And a friend of me personally, for sure uh, Quinn Reed, lay you down. This cut right here, man. I think Quinn is really showing a lot of progress, and uh, you know, again, I have my biases because I know Homeboy specifically. Shout out to you, Quinn. Um, but I also, I think, I have some more context on him, you know, because I've listened to a right. lot of his tracks. Um, so I can see the progression a lot. But I think whether or not you've heard him before. Um, when you hear this track, it sounds polished. Homeboy sounds smooth. Um, I have here, uh, for some reason, I don't have the lyrics written down, but the opening lyrics to Lay You Down was really were really good. I really liked them a lot. I thought that it was a smooth kind of um, way to introduce the song. And, you know, some things I have written down is, like, Quinn's voice has come a long way. You know, like, uh, again, like, Quinn has always actually been more of an R&B kind of artist, um, and he, he likes singing, and he, he's kind of also one of those artists that uh, plays with auto-tune a lot, you know, is really comfortable in that kind of pocket, but I felt like I heard some, some of these melodies um, on here that were just him, you know what I mean, and I thought it was smooth, I think the hook is really catchy, like, the hook is super strong in my opinion, really really smooth um and i i think some of his rapping is you know like i said that i don't think that's necessarily his forte but the rapping in here i still think is strong and again shows the progression of him as an artist which if anything like you know if you leave with this it's like quinn reed man that boy's at least growing you feel me like it's it's at least always going up every track so and i i i also made sure that we uh, talked about this track when I heard it because I had to add this to the list because I, I think it really deserves it. Um, Homeboy yeah. also rides the beat throughout the track, like whether it's him rapping and busting it down for a little bit or him singing, like he just sounds like he's always in a pocket. You know what I mean? And I, that's what I think is really smooth about the whole thing. Uh, I like I like the hook um, even better when uh, – he has the uh he has some dubs under it like in the second half he he puts a couple doubles under it that i think make it really full that i almost would have wanted the whole time but i think it also lets the track kind of progress throughout the whole thing you know what i mean so mm -hmm. i'm not mad at that 
but either way, man, I was just, I, I almost, uh, I don't have much to say because like it was a very solid track throughout. I, I think some of the lyrics themselves uh, were impressive, but it wasn't necessarily about all the lyrics. It was like, this is where it's like, you can tell he's also has that R&B background to me because it was just more about this vocal delivery and these melodies that were just smooth, man, real smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually, that's one of the first words I wrote down too was just smooth and catchy vibe, and that's how I felt really about it. Um, so I like this song. I have a few drawbacks from it and a couple of different things. Actually, completely opposite as you. So I... I actually did not care much for his singing as much as I did for his rapping. I actually thought his rapping was a little stronger than his singing. I thought the singing was really. A little, I thought the singing at times a little pitchy, um, almost too high. Um, I can understand. For that. me, yeah, just not something that I uh, really resonated with as much. I actually, so I definitely preferred his rapping. So it's interesting now knowing the background because I actually didn't. I was not aware of a lot of his background. This is actually the first song of his I've ever heard. Um, it's definitely solid. It's definitely it's not my favorite in the listing. I will say that. I, I definitely don't mm-hmm. um, enjoy it as much as some of the other ones that we've talked about tonight. Uh, but it's 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 a solid song. Uh, the acoustic guitar chords are really great. I like that aspect of it. It kind of gives it a uh, like a sad boy melodic uh, sort of. So I can kind of see where he's going with that hey, a little bit. Quinn, you know, sad boy is your bag. You know that. So so if that's his bag, if that's <laughs> his bag, then definitely his bag. If that's his bag, then that's great. I just, I, and, and the other thing that I really like about it, and a good way to get me really interested in a song is is the high-pitched vocal sample that he uses. I think that was a really great touch as well. Um, so there's definitely a lot of elements to the song I really enjoy. Um, it just at the end of the day, though, it doesn't stand out. It's not as punchy as some of the other songs that I've heard. And even with this genre, it's not quite as punchy to me. Um, if it came If it came on again, I would definitely enjoy it. I wouldn't skip it. It's just not a song I'm going to seek out and go listen to all the time. I think it's a little bit run of the mill. Um, but that does not take away from like his talent as an artist. Like I think he I, I certainly like the rapping on it for sure more than the singing, which is which again is interesting that that we both we kind of differ on that. That a little is bit, but. really interesting. Did you have any not to put you on the spot, but do you have any bars for that that you liked? Uh, you nothing that off the top of my that? head that I really like stuck out to me. I just I just certainly um, overall, I just liked the vibe of it, um, more yeah, or less. It was I, an I, energy shift when he started rapping, for sure. Mm, mm, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, again, not a ton to say on it. I just, I, I really did like the, how smooth it was. Um, and it's a song, like I said, like, I think maybe it's a setting thing, too. Like, I, again, we, we talked about this last, last, uh, episode, too, where if I was listening to this late at night, you know, with just kind of chilling and things like that, like, I, I think I would sort of in that vibe, I think I would like it a lot better. So maybe I need to try it in that in that setting and maybe I'll get a different mm-hmm. outcome. I won't think it's as run of the mill as I as I did when I and again, I've only I've, I've heard it a few handful of times. And um, so maybe but again, I will say this, though, every time I do listen to it, I like it a little bit more than I did last time. So he's an artist that's on my radar. I definitely want to hear more of his stuff and what he has going forward. Because if this is like where he's gotten to, I definitely want to see where he then takes it um, in terms yeah. of his his talent definitely. and his. He's a t- I, I want to hear more from him for sure. Um, I think yeah. he's got a lot of promise as an artist. And he's got a good ear for melody, man. Because I love the melody on this thing and the I, like the vocal sample, yeah. like that that is great. Uh, those elements are awesome. I just think the the singing needs a little bit of work pitch wise. And if, and if yeah. other than and maybe if he could give a little bit more punchiness in, 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 in the in the delivery of it. Besides that, mm-hmm. not, not a lot bad to say about it. Not a lot of just 
to say about in general. I just I think this is a good vibe song that people should definitely give a try um, if you like yeah. this style. Um, like I immediately uh, thought about just in terms of aesthetic, I, I immediately thought about a song like on red, like lucky day and stuff like that. Like where it has like some of those vocal textures and things like that, that I really enjoyed mm-hmm. from the song like that. If you, if you like R and B and melodic style hip hop, I think you, you know, something that you'll definitely enjoy. Um, definitely. But yeah. Definitely looking and forward I, to hearing more. I also think, uh, you know, uh, this is like, like I was saying, I've seen a lot of Quinn's progress. Homeboys low key also like a real workhorse. So you know, if you don't, if this one isn't your favorite, he'll probably have another three singles out by like in the next month or Good. month and a half. So that's where Good. that's also just beautiful to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Seeing him work on it. And today, or for you, the rapping was really strong. Somebody who for me, it knows was, yeah. him uh, as an R&B kind of artist, the rapping uh, stood out to me differently. So I think that's the funny part about this whole thing. And, and this right. is where it's like you win some, you lose some as an artist. But the only thing you can do is, you know, go up, go up to bat again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, and, that's, where, sure. and that's where it's really admirable, admirable mm. about Quinn is like his, his output. Um, he puts a lot of stuff in. And I know, you know, not to... No, talk about homie situation too much but i'm pretty sure he's making all his shit from his room man and uh like so that's like uh that's just another testament to how much commitment he has to this and uh how much he's just kind of doing it on his own and i do think uh i can definitely empathize with some of the singings maybe a little pitchy and maybe that's part of me uh being so familiar with Quinn's voice that mm. uh, at this point it's almost uh, part of uh, not to say that pitchy is his style you know what I mean I'm trying to watch what I say but uh, at this point I'm, I'm almost really acquainted with his voice so maybe I kind of overlook some things like that but I, I think either way like you said actually I think that was a really uh, good point is that I think he has a good ear like, I just think he has a good ear, man. And oh, I think totally. From beginning to end, this this song at least sounds like cohesive. Um, oh, definitely entertaining. Definitely, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing like egregiously bad about this song whatsoever. I mean, even even nothing nothing bad. I mean, I would just say again, like if you but if you like pitchier like vocals like this, like that a little bit more, um, like you know who you know who I almost like liken him to a little bit is Guap Dad Four Thousand, a little bit. Really. A little really? bit. Damn. That's a, you know, that's a specific ask. Could you elaborate? My just on the, just on the pitchiness of his, of his, of his, uh, of his delivery, because Guap Dad's is, Guap Dad's very pitchy and, yeah. but, but he's very popular. People really like that. You know what I mean? They like yeah. the off kilter sort of almost like, you know, opposite. Even, even future has songs like that where you can like, he tries a note and you're like, dude, what the heck was that? But somehow like he makes it work. You know what I mean? Like. So I feel yeah, that, exactly. So Guap Dad yeah. four thousand. The only reason why I said Guap Dad is because of the sort of um, I don't know. Just just again, like I I keep using the word pitch, but their their vocal pitches were a little bit similar in that sense. Like not to say that okay. he's biting Guap Dad by any stretch, or that he sounds like him, or he's trying to sound like no, him. Definitely it just, not. It was yeah. just something that had kind of dawned on me. Um, just now, actually, believe it or not, because I think I was, I was listening to Guap Dad's last project not super long ago, like maybe a couple days ago, and I was thinking about yeah. that with, with Guap Dad, where I was just like, you know, some of the songs missed for me for sure. It's so, you know what? Maybe it's just that style, because some of Guap Dad's songs hit for me, and some kind of miss. It just depends. Yeah. Um, and, well, I think yeah. I think that's, that's a good kind of example of uh, when, you know, sometimes like, 
these artists don't always need to technically be the best artists. No, you know what I no. mean? Sometimes it's a feeling and uh, uh, a personality kind of thing that makes it resonate. And which is what I think Quinn's built up because Quinn definitely has a solid following around here in Western Mass. So, yeah. Uh, and like I said, I feel like I've almost become acquainted with his voice to the point where like uh, some of those things maybe I, I brush off just because of how familiar I am or, or whether it's like I like the idea of the song, the concept of the song is solid, which I think is the case with this uh, with this track. But, yeah, I still think Quinn has some room for improvement, but the best part is that he's, I think, aware of that and mm-hmm. committed to just putting more stuff out. And I, and I love that. And, and so he's definitely a guy that I definitely want to, uh, you know, keep keep up with because – um, there's definitely a uniqueness to his to his his approach, and I'm I'm definitely certainly uh, looking forward to uh, what he does from here. Um, yeah, cer- certainly looking forward to what he does from here, man. So uh, a great recommendation from you, and big shout out to Quinn Reed. Shout out to everybody on this uh, on this episode, and of course in volume one. And uh, we'll definitely yeah got more volumes to come, guys. So uh, if you more volumes, well, hey man, definitely this definitely. was fun. It, 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 it always is, fun, is right? man. It always is. I, I really thoroughly enjoy it. Once again, as I mentioned, drop us a comment. Let us know. Drop what us a you... comment. Talk to us. Or Yeah, a like and a comment. I mean, just let us know what's going on in your head. Do you like these songs? Do you dislike them? Do you, <laughs> did you, do you disagree with our, our, uh, you know, our analysis or our opinions? You know, we want to hear from you. Uh, this is, the, you know, our opinions are not the end all be all by any stretch of the imagination. So it's not as though, you know, you know, it's it's our opinion and that's it. So that's so we would definitely want to hear from everybody else and uh, let let us know. Yeah. Drop us a comment on Instagram and drop us a comment on, on YouTube. But yeah, uh, obviously, uh, big shout out to the Massachusetts music scene because there's I mean, there's songs that we're going to get to at some point, like soon. But there's a lot of songs that like easily we could have picked on these on these. And that's just a testament to how much great music's coming out of the scene. 1000% shout out to every artist involved uh shout out to all of y'all that are making music man Just keep doing your thing this the scene the Massachusetts scene continues to grow more interesting every day and it's amazing, uh, isn't it? I'm, I'm just really excited to review more stuff talk to these talk to these to these dudes and these girls too because a lot of really talented people in here we're gonna you know what I mean and it's like one of those things where I feel like out of both of these episodes that we've done, any one of these artists can make it, man. Any one of I these agree. artists could do it, and that's what's so dope. Just kind that of is what's like, cool I feel about like it. we're blessing people with some gems right now. You know yeah, I mean? seriously, man. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm glad that we were able to whether we whether we fully loved these songs or were cold with them or you know whatever the case, right? Like whether, however we enjoyed them. The point of this was, as and as always is, is just to give these artists and these songs a place to have some commentary and talk about them and, and put them on and, and bring new ears to them. So hopefully, if you are not familiar with the Massachusetts music scene at all, if you're not even from the area and you're just like trying to hear what the scene sounds like, hopefully there was something in at least this volume, if not the other previous volume, that you enjoyed. And we got plenty coming to, you know, we got we got plenty more coming, so I'm I'm really excited to continue hey, doing and these. If you're, and if yeah. you're a part of the music scene and we didn't get you and we haven't heard you and you want to link something or tell us, you know, DM us, leave something in the comments. If Absolutely. we're bugging for leaving you out, we'll make sure to put you in next time. Like, no you doubt know what about I mean? it. Let's, no let's, doubt about it. Let's talk, y'all. 
Absolutely. Send us a DM on Instagram at Turntable Teachers or shoot us an email, turntableteachers at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, so once again, Phoenix, great episode, man. I was, I'm really excited that we got to do this again. Oh, and uh, dope, we will be back very oh, soon. Go ahead. Mike, I thought you knew I was a bad guitarist. You know, because I'm, like, I'm in my bag. You know, I, I thought you knew. I thought you knew I was a bad guitarist. <laughs> he he loves you, Haji. He's just he's just even though Haji's Haji's the lone one from this. Haji's the lone Haji's the lone one from this. I wasn't from Massachusetts, so we can you know we can, we can jab <laughs> so him just a little. Pick on him. We're pick him on him just a little, just a little bit. bit. All nah, Haji, he killed all that verse. Thought you knew I was a bad guitarist. of course. Follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram. Headed to our website, www.turntableteachers.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple, uh, Spotify. I almost said Apple Podcasts and then thinking that was two things. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. I've been, to, I've, I've been, yeah, it actually did, yeah. I've been, to, we've been talking a long time though. So that's, that's just, yeah. you know, it, it, the fumbling is starting to happen. But anyway, yeah. appreciate you guys being here. We will be back with more content very soon and, and keep, uh, keep up with our guest speaker episodes. We got plenty that have already dropped this year. Make sure you go check those out. And we got plenty coming, some really good gems of guest speaker episodes coming. Uh, on top of the ones we just we just dropped, so definitely give those give those a listen. And uh, yeah, that's it for us. Without further ado, I'm Mike. I'm Phoenix. For the turntable teachers, and class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,